do these early prayers today, and I said I enjoyed Brother Chad's message last Sunday. Enjoyed having him with us last week. Amen. Hebrews 12, starting to read the first and second verse, or maybe the third verse, but anyway. Therefore, seeing we also are compassed about with such a great of cloud of witness, this, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that is due so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that is set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. It says there, the writer's telling us, it said, you know, we're, you know, there's a lot of trouble going on in the world, you know, today, and a lot of things going on. We got some great witnesses, you know, for the faith. But said, let's run the race with what? Patience. Anybody got a lot of patience here? Just one? <laughs> I didn't see no hand. <laughs> Let us run the race with patience that is set before us. God never promised it to be easy. But he said it would always be there, amen? amen? He tells us Matthew, he said, I'll be with you even to the end. And that's to come from the word of God. I believe that today. And I think, you know, this is my personal opinion. I think, you know, that we're going to have to have a lot of patience ahead of us. Amen. Just had to hang on that is set before us. And I'm a firm believer that he's not going to leave us. He didn't, we didn't start this race and get to a certain point and say, well, you're on your own. We're going to have to look for him. And the Bible says, you know, looking unto Jesus, you know, you're, going, you're not going to find the answer in the world today. You're going to find the answer in Jesus Christ today. Amen. Because he's the finish, he's, the Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And the Bible says, you know, he endured the cross, despising the shame. It wasn't great. It wasn't easy. It wasn't a beautiful thing. But look at what happened. He has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise God for that. Turn back with me to, uh, I thought I had it here. Let me get one more place here. Turn back with me to John, the ninth chapter, for just a moment. And we're going to a little bit of story there. And I guess what we're going to talk about for just a little bit this morning is about just, you know, we're living in a time, I think I've said this many times here before, I know I have, that we always want to see the results before we take a step. Amen? I mean, we're always wanting to see it, you know, before we really take out and step forward for God. But with God, sometimes you just got to go forward. Amen. Knowing what the Word of God says and maybe not seeing the results for a period of time. Amen. Amen. But the Bible says, let's run the race that's set before us. He told us, you know, he'd be with us. I know I'll repeat myself a little bit here to the end. And I believe that today. I believe that very much so. We are seeing today in the time that we live in today, very so much pressure on people today, so much 
things going on, their minds are so about to explode, you know, they're just, you know, the ever depression and everything sitting in, you know, and but and I told somebody and I've said this statement here before that I don't know how people make it a day without Jesus Christ. Amen. Without going completely crazy. And we're seeing that people going crazy today because they don't have Jesus Christ. Amen. But the Bible says, you know, he said he would supply all of our needs. Do you believe that? He said we would supply our needs. Very much so. We live in a time today, you know, that you go today, you go to different stores, grocery stores, other, other stores, this or that. You see a lot of shelves that are empty. Amen. They can't get stuff. But you know, God's store, the shelves are still full. He's still got a great supply. And I believe that today. So we're going to talk to you for just a little bit today. Even though you can't see the final results today, don't give up on Jesus Christ. Don't quit. Don't say, you know, I'm just not going to take another step to something happens. Because we look through the Bible, you know, and finally, you know, when people get, a lot of times people get to the rock bottom, that's when they look up and they can look for the, the most time, or sometimes they look for the answer. The woman that was, you know, had the issue of blood, you know, she, the Bible says she tried everything she had, but she said, you know, if I can just get, she spent everything that she had, she tried doctors and everybody's opinion probably and everybody's uh, medicine probably, but she said, if I can just get to Jesus, if I can just get there, she said, I know I'll be made whole. So I want to take that statement today. If I could just stay hold of Jesus, stay hold of this word of God, everything's going to be all right. If I could just hold on to this word of God, you know, today and believe what the Bible says and, and have faith in the word of God today, I think everything's going to, it's a, he didn't tell me everything's going to be easy, but he said, you know, I will, I'll get you through it. I get you through it. Christ is still hung on the cross and it wasn't easy. But with God, he got through it. And with God, God raised, raised him up from the dead. And with God on his side, he ascended back to heaven. And with God still there and Jesus Christ on the, other, on the right hand side of the throne of God, the Bible tells us in Acts, the same Jesus that went up and still be the same one that's going to come back. Nobody's took his place. So the word of God in Hebrews tells, I forget that right chapter is the same yesterday, or said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It does not change. And I believe that today. <clears throat> we look in the Bible here, and we've been getting if, if just for just a few moments here in the ninth chapter of the book of John. And I mean, I'll read, I mean, I'm going to read some of it here. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man that was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, his, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Is, you know, we, we, we always want to know why this happened. Amen. Amen. We don't understand, you know, but we gotta, we got to take it just a little bit deeper and say, you know, God said, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are your thoughts. We wonder why, you know, Lazarus' family wonder why he didn't show up when they sent the word, they sent the word that Lazarus was sick. The Bible says he stayed there another four days before he got to where Lazarus at. And he said, you know, the family said, if you'd been here, everything would have been fine. And he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. 
My word is still the same as it was yesterday. It's still the same today. But everybody's looking for something to answer for why this happened. But we got to run this race with patience. We got to run this race, you know, with our eyes focused up on one thing, and that's Jesus Christ. He said, This blind man, he said, Who sinned? His parents sinned, and he sinned that he was born blind. And he said, No, neither one, they didn't. The Bible says here, Neither his man did sin nor his parents, but the works of God may be manifest in him. I think that is today, brother, has that sometimes we don't understand why we're going through certain things. But if we just turn it over to God, God's going to get the glory out of it. This man was blind from birth. And he said, I must work the work of him that sent me while it's day, but the night come no man work. And he says, I'm, as long as I'm in the world, I am what? The light of the world. Amen. That's a big scripture. That's a little scripture, but it's a big, there's a lot of stuff there. As long as I'm in the world, as long as I'm in your life, I am the light of your life. Change this a little bit. I'm not trying to change the word about, but as long as you look to me, I got it. I got it. So, uh, you know, stop for just a moment. I, I read these stories in the Bible, and I try to sometimes put my place in some of these people's position and think what I would be thinking when, you know, or if it be a bystander and see what I would be saying if I seen what Christ is doing. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? So this man was blind. You know, and God, he can do all things. Christ had the power to do all things. You know what I'm talking about. You know, he spoke the word to the Lazarus graves and, you know, a dead body. Been dead four days. Probably not embalmed or nothing, you know, and it probably wasn't blow freezing nowhere where they's at. And by now things has changed. The whole body has changed. And you can imagine that for just a moment. How powerful Jesus Christ is. He said, Lazarus, been dead four days. And the Bible says that Lazarus came forth. He says, Lazarus, come out. And a man that was dead four days walked out. You think about that. That's the God we serve. That's the Jesus Christ that's coming back and get us. And this man that was blind, you know, I'm just trying to put that illustration here. And Christ sitting there, you know, and his blind man was there. And I would be thinking, you know, that he would just touch his eyes or speak to him and his eyes would just go back to normal. But now, he spit on the ground. Made a Mud pie, put this on drastical English. And he rubbed it across his eyes. In my words, that's kind of, that's not too bright. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on. And put it on this man's eyes. And it didn't heal him then. He said, now go. 
Now go. And do what? See, go wash in this pool. Go wash in this pool. And I read this scripture many times. And I don't believe they ever told him. He said, he told him, he said, and it says, go wash in this pool. He didn't tell him when he was going to be, when he washed his eyes, what was going to happen. He said, just go wash. That's where faith's got to step in at. Thanks. You know, and I could almost imagine if you were just sitting there, you know, if you'd been watching, you know, and you'd say, this is about the dumbest thing I ever seen in my life. I wouldn't sit there and let him spit on, spit on the ground and mop it on my eyes, would you? I mean, in common sense, you probably wouldn't sit there and let him do that. You don't want nobody spitting on you, do you? You sure don't want nobody sitting right mud on your eyes. And then everybody said, you know, you know, that, you know, he's, he's been better off. He hadn't come today. He's worse off now because he got this mud and spittle around his eyes. He was just blind, but now he's got other problems. I'm out. You may be thinking this same stuff, kinda. But he said, you know, he said, go. I said all that to say this. There's times, you know, and. Like Brother Chad told us last week, sometimes we don't even want to come to church. Oh, he did a great job on that message. There's times we don't want to get up. There's times you don't want to sit with somebody at church because they said something bad about you. And there's times, you know, you listen to the word of God, you know, and it just don't make any sense. Amen. Anybody know it? Come on, let's be human this morning. It don't make any sense. It don't make any sense why he was spit on the ground and wipe it on his eyes and tell him to go wash. Well, if you had to spit on my eyes, I wouldn't have to wash. <laughs> make any sense to you? Sometimes the word of God tells us stuff you know to go do, and we said, This is I just don't make no sense. Amen. But if we have faith, sometimes some things happen. Sometimes the reason things is not maybe working too good in your life, you're just sitting there wondering, this is about crazy. But he said, go do it. Go do it. I would think it would have been a lot easier for Christ with just to sit there, you know, and just spoke to his eyes, his you know, eyes, be healed and see. And it would have happened if he would have said it. I believe that. I believe, you know, the problem we're going through today, that God can take care of them to the step of a finger. But sometimes, you know, we have to have faith and say, you know, i got to have patience, you know. God knows what he's doing. Anybody ever try to change God's plan? I'm the only one, huh? I didn't know, Brother Allen, you know, I said, you know, I said God a lot of time. God, you know, let me just tell you something, you know, in case you, I know you, you never thought of this. It'll be a lot easier, you know, if we'd done this. It'll be a lot easier, you know, if I just went over and told my neighbor really what I thought about him. I know y'all ain't never done that, ever even thought that, but you know, this preacher's done that, thought that, I didn't do it, I thought about it a time or two. It'd be easier for sit, you know, and said, you know, I'm just going to tell them what I really think about them. But he says, love your enemies. Love yourself. Amen. Love them. Why? Because I died for them. Is it hard? Amen. Yes. But he told his man, to go wash you. Go wash this pool. And what did the man do? He didn't question him. According to scripture here, he, uh, he went and done what he said he's going to do. And I believe, now this Bible don't record this, but I believe everybody in the world would probably tell him, you know, that, yeah, I wouldn't even go do what he told me to do now. 
You may, you may ever get church people tell you what to do or how to do it, but they won't do it themselves. Nobody ever met nobody like that. <laughs> you know, David said, I'm going to go fight this giant. And Saul said, I ain't going, but I'll tell you how to do it when you get there. You know, I'll sit here and watch you do it. I'll sit here and watch you make a, you know, something of yourself, you know. But if you have faith in God and do what God tells you to do, you won't have to answer to nobody but God. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? So really, we got to look to who? Jesus Christ. Let me just get a little bit, if i got time, i got one more place here. We will. There was another place, you know, the, you know and in this story here, I, I kind of stopped at the middle of it here. But you know, he went on ahead and washed, and the Bible said he came away seeing. Why? Did it, why did that happen? It was no miracle. It was obedience to the Word of God. That's all it was, being obedient. It was being obedient to His Word of God. He done what he said he was going to do. And everybody probably said, you know, they don't make no sense. You know, they don't make no sense sometimes. You come to church when you know you don't feel like it. And you, do, you know, this and that. You should, you know, you, treat, you love people, you know, that don't love you, this and that. Blah, it don't make no sense, you know. But just keep on doing what the Word of God says. And He'll bless you. I believe that very much so. Amen. Jesus, when He was born... A few days after you know was born, and we you can find this in the second chapter of Luke. If you want to turn over just a second, I got this, I'll keep this very briefly and we'll get out of here in just a moment. I'm still talking about patience, and I'm still talking about running this race. I'm still talking about doing what God tells us to do, even though there's time we don't see no action from God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's time you see a lot of action from yourself, but you don't see no action from God. Then you begin to wonder. Your faith begins to say, you know, I don't know. But you know, Jesus was born, you know, and a little bit later the custom he had to go back and, then, and, and, and be circumcised, you know, according to the custom. You know, you find this in 25th chapter. But there's a man named Simeon. As the Bible says, the 25th verse, he was just man waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost came upon him and it was real to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he seen Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He was led by the Spirit to the temple. He was led by who? He led by the Spirit in the temple. Simeon was. And he said, you know, the Bible says here, and when the parents brought forth the child Jesus to do as the custom of the law, and the Bible says here, and they took him in their arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us that thy servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen the salvation. And we, we'll read a little bit more of that minute. We've got time. We don't. We'll go on. I want to just talk for just a few moments about the cinnamon guy. Cinnamon. You know what I'm talking about. Cinnamon. It's kind of like saying whiskers here, sauce, you know. Amen. He told him, he said, you're not going to see death before you see the Lord. The Bible says it was a just man, a devoted man. Now think about this a moment. It don't say really how many days, how many years he went. He's going back to the temple. Didn't see it today. Amen. Amen. Went, you know, didn't see it today. But the scripture never said he got discouraged, you know, or I know he's human, he probably wondered maybe, but 
He was doing what the Word of God said. God told him something. He said, I know what's going to happen. If God told me, it's truth, amen. amen. He said, you'll see the salvation of the Lord before you leave. And Mary and Joseph that day probably went to the, you know, that day, you know, and they've been in the spotlight for a period of time, you know, and now they probably just want to go be low profile, you know, going in and get this all done and just not nothing happened that much. And no doubt there was probably, they probably wasn't the only one there was, you know, maybe had a baby that day, you know, there probably other ones, you know, how much you get thinking about it. But when they brought Jesus in and give him to him, and he said, you know, I've seen it. And we'll say this, you know, and he probably at times, you know, begin to wonder. Anybody ever, anybody ever gets to wonder? Wonder. You know, when I was 20, when I was 15, I wondered if I ever made 21. It took 15 years to get to 21. You know where I'm at. You know, and it took a while to get to 40. But it had been a blast, flash. I'm almost, I'm working on 65. It's here. It's here. And Simon, you know, he, he, he was thinking, I don't know, you know, God told me this. See, God told you and he told me, he said, I'll be with you always. Amen. He didn't let him down. He's not going to let you down. He said, I'll supply all your needs. Amen. My shelves are still full. Yes. Why? A lot of people ain't taking what they really need. Amen. And they always be full. When he seen this, he thought, can you imagine what he felt that day? He probably could sing his song, I know my God. It's, I know he's full of mercy, full of grace, Amen. full of what he said he's going to do. So I'm going to, I guess the whole, what I want to tell you this morning, there's someone here that maybe said, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Doing what I'm doing. I have to say, keep on with patience. Run this race. Because I'm going to tell you that heaven's real and hell is real. Amen. How I read the story a lot of times or sometimes about the rich man and Lazarus. I thought, you know, old Lazarus, he had a rough old life. Laid there, full of sores, desiring to be fed the crumbs. Rich man had everything he wanted. Probably never paid much attention to the poor man. But when it come time, when the final time comes, things changed. God still was true to his word. There's not but one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. 
And I read the story and I thought, you know, the rich man, the Bible says, lifted up his eyes and pays a torment. And he asked for one thing, or maybe a couple of things. But you know, as you grow older, your family gets apart, all this and that. And there's times you like go back and just say, you know, I like to get back like it was for just a day. Anybody like to do that? Just with your brothers and sisters, you know, and you don't ever get to do that anymore. Everybody's got their own opinion, their own way. But back to you as a kid, you know, everybody got along. You fought a little bit, but it's all right. <laughs> but I was thinking about this rich man. One of the requests he had, he told Father Abraham, I said, can you send somebody back home and tell my brothers this is real? And he said, don't come here. Much as I would love to see you, I don't want to see you down here. I, I'm pretty blunt. I made my bed and I laid in it, he said. But I don't want them to show up here. So God's word is true. I said that to not to secure you, but I say that to say this. Yes, this race is worth running with patience. We will see God someday. I use this little incident as closing. I'll close with this too, real quickly. As I listened to a message here a few weeks ago, and I brought this last up at the end. There's some place in the world you can go and, and you can see the sun set, but right soon you think it's going to set, it starts coming up again. Calls the weather on the, on the equator, somewhere where it's at. Preacher told me, he, I know him, I, mean, I know him, and he looked it up and all this, that. He said he watched it, you know, through the fag, do the computer stuff, you know. But as soon as you think the sun is setting, it starts rising again. He titled his message Sunrise at Sunset. Sunrise at Sunset. And I'm here today to tell you if you run this race with patience, sun will not set. Just when you think it could get no worse, think things going to get worse, if you look to this Word of God, the sun will start coming back up. Why? Because God is for us. If he's for us, who can be against us? And I'm closing right now. I know I kept it a little bit longer than normal. But all I said all this to say this, don't give up. Don't give up. God's got some strange ways. I just read you one of them. Strange ways. But he got some great ways. Got some great benefits. Heaven is one of them. Amen. Let's stand together. Right where you're at, just bow your head. Let's just pray right where you're at. If you want to come pray, that's fine. But right where you're at, let's pray together. Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you thanking you for this opportunity we've had to be in your house. We thank you, Father, for this church, for these people that's here. And Father, we read in your word today, Father, let us run this race with patience, Father. There's sometimes, you know, we're just walking, but let us keep on walking. 
And Father, today, we just ask you today, if someone here has never made you their Savior, if we pray right now, they'll do that right where they're at this morning, Father. Ask you, Father, to be their Lord and Savior this morning. Father, we thank you for these people that's here. We thank you for this church today, Father, what you've done for us, Father. And Father, we just ask as we continue, Father, just bless us, lead us, and guide us. We pray now, Father, that if we could partake of this food, we ask you to bless it, Father. Bless our fellowship today, Father. Be with those that's sick today but couldn't be here, Father. Be the leaders of our country, Father. And Father, forgive us where we failed you. And Father, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.